listening to the Huddlecast with Mac. And I just remember going completely weightless and then just like, it's like my face just smacked the pavement. Alexa. I'm just imagining like being in Germany and like all these people in like monk costumes for the 500th Reformation anniversary. Tara. <laughs> and Graham. Praying that God would, uh, would use you and would remind you of who you are to him. Hi, and welcome to the Huddlecast, where we talk about life, faith, and family. My name is Mac, and I'm joined by my wife, Alexa, my brother, Graham, and his wife, Tara. Good evening, guys. We're here. What's up? So the other day, I pulled in from school, and I noticed there was a car parked in our parking lot that was just painted in rainbow colors, very flashy. Like, imagine a Dippin' mm. Dots, like, truck but on like a sedan <laughs> and on it said, and I, and I won't name the firm, but it was a law firm's car. What? And, and on the side it said, uh, you know, their areas of practice, but I started thinking about it. Would I ever try to promote a business if I had my own driving around a rainbow car? And I thought, heck no, I wouldn't do that because I've done stuff like that before. I worked at a uh, restaurant that, uh, that served like uh, seafood and I just gotten it through a friend at church, and I was uh, a host there. But I wanted to work my way up to a waiter because waiters Ooh. made the tips. Ma- waiters made the, the big, big bucks. bucks. So I wanted to I, w- I wanted to go in there and get be a waiter, and you had to get promoted to be a waiter. And so I started doing. I I went man high school. Mm. I was doing like the total yes man, like sucking up and everything. And so one night, mm. I said, "Hey guys, we we need somebody to go out and promote the restaurant. We need somebody out on the on the strip." Uh, promoting the the restaurant and um, and we need them to to wear our um, our mascot and uh, so I just threw my hand up like let's do this like dress me up let's go and so these people dressed me up as a crawfish and I was literally wearing a crawfish costume in the summer so it wasn't like Halloween like it is now. It wasn't like hey, could I they see your to... face? Yeah, yeah. It was you could see my face. I was, uh, it was like the, the head of it was like a hat, and my face was showing through, kind of like a baby uh, onesie. And uh, and I like went out him. and I approached people. <laughs> I, I approached people him. and I handed them like little cards. So my question is, what kind of embarrassing work stories? Like first job. That's my first job, guys. Oh, what, what kind of like first job like <laughs> embarrassing stories or or yeah. just any job in general? Yeah, so I got kind of an embarrassing story for you guys. It's kind of like a, an impressive win, but also like in the hindsight, it's pretty embarrassing. So I had an internship in uh, in Idaho, and but anyway, uh, it was over the summer, and uh, you know, it was getting towards the end of my internship, and I felt kind of confident. I was doing a decent job, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, what if I scheduled like a meeting with the CEO who's in the same office? Now this is a large like company. Um, and so this isn't like, you know, your typical startup where you just right down the hall. This is, I mean, I'm trying to think how many people would have been in this company, but we're talking like tens of thousands of people. And so, you know, with, you know, how your Microsoft office thing, like you can like look up people's emails and just send them an invite. And so I sent an invite to this guy and, uh, and he, in, in like a few days past and I'm like, well, it was just a shot in the dark. And then he accepts it, and uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, Like, I kind of need to come up with some questions or something like that. Because didn't you book him for an hour? I booked him for an hour. Oh, yeah. God. Like, hindsight, like, I don't even do that in 
my like I work for a real company now as a real employee, not an intern. Other also interns really don't do anything. That's the other thing. Like they make you if you think you're doing something, then you have a good manager, but you're really not doing anything. But anyway, uh, yeah. So an hour, like I wouldn't even do that nowadays. Like that's insane. So, but he accepts it. And my plan is like, I have like four questions that are like super open-ended and I like ask, and like, I just try to like create this conversation. I'm sitting in his office. We're just chatting. And, uh, and then like the week later, there's this, an intern like meet and greet with the CEO. And you know what? They like ask the exact same questions that I asked during that hour that I took out of this guy's day. You know, now <laughs> I was, and I looked up the guy's salary and I basically like wasted, I think it was like, I mean, how much was he making? I was looking at like an hour in the work week. It was like thousands of dollars. Like uh, his time was like that worth so much money. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking back, I'm just such an idiot for scheduling that time. Like, I'm sure he thought I was a total idiot and just was being nice to me. At what point did you realize that you were oh, an idiot for oh, scheduling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I got in huge trouble. I can't believe I, I was, like, totally leaving that out. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> so it gets around, like, I went from intern, like, to CEO. It gets around from, like, the, all the way, it trickles down through, like, the business unit leads until the guy in my business unit, and I'm, like, this little dweeb intern, he finds out that I had, like, done this, and he gets so pissed off that he, like, storms through the office and, like, is looking for me, and thankfully I was, like, away at lunch, and, like, he was, like, where is this kid? And then it works with its way back to me that, like, I had basically took a picture with him, posted it on LinkedIn, everybody found out about it, some people People thought like, wow, that's insane. Other people thought like, wow, what an idiot. And I like almost got fired from an internship like two weeks of almost being done. They with can't it. fire you for that. Like you didn't do anything wrong. You were just. Yeah. I mean, he was, it's kind of like disrespecting. Yeah. I was like, I don't really understand it, but I kind of like, I went above him, you know, and just like usurped his no, authority. I don't know. I think that's just his own pride and insecurity. Yeah, that that's he didn't it. have the better thought. I really don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like if the CEO yeah. is willing to accept your invite. He could have denied it, but he accepted it. So I don't think you did anything okay. wrong. True. Maybe I should work for Alexa. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet with her. I mean, know, like, granted, I'm not time. a CEO. So, like, maybe don't take my advice because I don't have any yeah. more experience than you do. And let me just say, this guy was incredible. Like, you know, his name is Mark Durkin. He's a great guy. He was a, the sweetest man to me and, like, worked his way up in this company from intern to CEO. And, I mean, we had a great conversation. I respect him a lot. Um, he's, he's a fantastic guy. Okay, my embarrassing work story did not get me near fired, but I was also an intern at this time, and uh, it was basically just something I did that got me some picks on later on during the internship. Picks on? You know, like when you get picked on? Mm. Picks on. You guys are picks on? Yeah. (laughs) Picks on, picks off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this was one of the first weeks of my internship. This was the church I, I was at before this church. And we were basically ordering some breakfast tacos for visitors we were having for this worship night or something like that. So I was supposed to label, (laughs) I was supposed to label um, all the breakfast tacos and I'm labeling corn tortillas and flour tortillas. And I spelled flour tortilla, F-L-O-W-E-R, like a plant of flour. (laughs) And it stayed like that for a little while. And then one of the other intern guys comes up to me and he's like, do you know that flour tortilla is spelled F-L-O-U-R? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was yes. so embarrassing. Anyway, not that bad, but it was it was funny. You should have owned it. Like this is a 
special tortilla. Well, I, I mean, I usually try to own jokes like that, but then I'm also laughing at myself slash I'm like super blushing, so I can't help it. <laughs> okay, so I have one. This was like right after I had started my job that I have currently. So this is probably a year ago, honestly. Yeah, it was like last fall, so a year ago. So I had gone to work and I had on like a skirt um, that like zipped in the back or whatever. And like the office is freezing cold. They keep it so cold. And so I always, always, always have a jacket on. And the jacket I wear is like oversized. It's one of those Columbia jackets. It's like a men's or whatever that was cool in college. So it like goes really low. Like it hangs below the zipper of the skirt. So I had gone to the restroom and apparently like unzipped my skirt. But then I never remember to zip it back up. I just did the clasp on the top, but then never zipped it. So it was like unzipped, but my jacket was covering it. So I never noticed. And then I'm like leaving for the day. (laughs) So you mooned the whole company? (laughs) Got a promotion? (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like leaving for the day. So I'm taking the jacket off, which is covering my mistake of forgetting to zip my skirt up. Where I sit, there's someone that sits right behind me and I'm in like a cubicle, right? Because I'm not cool enough to have an office or whatever. So the people around, Definitely. like in the cubicle, whatever area, can like we all can see each other. And so I take my jacket off, and it was so so awkward because it's like unzipped, and um, yeah, like the guy that sits behind was kind of like, uh, um, mm. and then there's a girl that sits next to me. She's like, Alexa, you're, and she kind of like like hand motions to me, like zipper, and then mm. I just like, yeah, I just like turn bright red and like zip it up really quick and just grab my stuff and run out. XYZ, Alexa. XYZ. I just tried to pretend like it never happened. I was looking at Instagram earlier today and I was realizing how much time I spend on social media. And it's not necessarily that I'm like posting a lot or putting a lot of my information up there. More so that I'm just scrolling through other people's. Like, I'll just scroll for I don't know how long. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I legitimately think I'm addicted to social media. I'm addicted to looking at other people's lives. But more so, I'm addicted to, like, comparing other people's lives to my life. And it's to the point where the number of likes I get or the number of people that comment or how good the picture looks or how it compares to other people's pictures or or whatever else is basically how I decide, like, how I get approval or how I decide if, like, what I'm doing is good enough or or important or special or whatever, however you want to say it. Because ultimately what's going on is I think I'm allowing other people, other humans in the world to define how valuable I am based on the way I look or how exciting my life is or, um, you know, whatever else rather than making my value about the fact that I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I was just wondering, like, is this something you'll fall into? I don't know if it's social media. I don't think that this is true of social media for everyone. But I think that just humans, like, our flesh overrules. And we have a tendency to let our value be defined by something other than the fact that we are children of God. Um, so whether it's social media or not, I'm just curious, like, is that something that y'all struggle with? And have you found something other than just completely taking a sabbatical from social media or whatever it is to kind of treat that and, and, um, and, and remind yourself of where your value really is and kind of be able to steer away from that temptation? So I think there's a couple things. One, 
I don't think it's specific to social media. Um, I really think that we all put up some sort of facade of whatever we want other people to think of us. Now, I do think social media has a special way of kind of amplifying that in that, you know, you have to go to the extra effort of taking a photo and, you know, doctoring it up and posting it with some sort of caption that says something about you. Whereas if you're going about it every day, I mean, you are, you're picking out your clothes that you're wearing that say something about you. You're talking to somebody in some sort of way that, you know, says something about you. Uh, but it's a little bit more organic and natural, it seems. But you're still like, you know, trying to cover something up. Um and so, you know, social media does do that, but I think we have done that for years before social media. So I wouldn't hate on social media. And, you know, a lot of a big part of like my job is social media. So I you guess I'm job. kind of like a somewhat of a fan. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. I don't wanna, like, you know, talk myself out of a job here. Um, uh, but I, I do want to say that now, as far as, um, you know, looking at social media and feeling a certain way about yourself or really just living a life and kind of viewing yourself in a specific lens, you know, it does come down to like where you find your identity. And honestly, that's kind of like one of the most annoying things I hear said in churches is like, do you find your identity in Christ? And, you know, for the longest time, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, how practically can I not find my identity in other things? I mean, what does it even mean to find your identity in something? And, uh, and so, I, but more recently, I began to realize that really finding your identity is just like if you care about it a lot. And so if you care about it a lot, then, uh, and, and if it's taken away from you and it hurts you in a way that, um, that doesn't represent what it really is, just a piece of this world, if it affects you in a way that's like emotionally or mentally just like, if, if very impactful, then you may be placing a little too much stock in the value of it. So that's kind of how I can kind of assess whether I find my identity things. Now, when it comes to like what the Bible says, what God really refers us to is, um, is his children. And so in, in Romans 8, 14 through uh, 17, you know, it's written, um, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit uh, that we are children of God. And if children, and that, here's like where it really kind of clicked with me. Uh, verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ provided um, we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And the real thing that it got me was heirs. And so if we are children of God, what does that really mean? That means we inherit something bigger than what we have on, on this earth. And really that's the kingdom. And so as children of God, chosen children of God, what that really means is that we need to think of things on earth, um, the way we view ourselves, the way we view time in a internal context um, in that what we're going to inherit is uh, is to come yeah and similar to that too I can't remember what what scripture this is but just set your mind on things above I mean I think one practical thing to think of is things that we've or how to think of what you find your identity or your approval in is what do you find yourself thinking of most often and I definitely go through phases I mean there's some days when I'm thinking of the bills I need to pay today or what I look like, um, you know, or the friends I have, but there are definitely phases I go through that I'm really, I really truly am thinking about the scripture that I read that morning or, um, something I feel like the spirit's telling me. 
And those are those are days and phases where I really am finding my identity in Christ and because I'm setting my mind on things above according to Colossians. And in regard to social media, Alexa, there are, there are phases that, yeah, the, that's where I'm finding my identity and I'm thinking about it. I mean, I think a lot of people go through a time where they're like, you know what, I'm just going to delete my account yeah. and I'm going to be a good person. <laughs> yeah. And I went through that phase. Instead of just deleting the account, I decided to unfollow people that I was actually looking to find approval in. And so I still had the account and I could still use social media for positive things, but I wasn't tempting myself to find approval in other people. I mean, and as far as seeing yourself within the eternal context, that is not something that you do overnight. That's literally something you need to remind yourself of multiple times a day, praying that God would would use you and would remind you of who you are to him. This past weekend, Tara and I were babysitting our pastor's children because uh, he's he and his wife are in uh, old Germany going on the tour of the 500th year for the Re- Reformation, and uh, what? which that sounds is awesome. So cool. I know, I know. He's like there. I'm just imagining like being in Germany and like all these people in like monk costumes for the 500th Reformation anniversary. Was Calvin or was Luther a monk? What are you he talking? Was a monk. Yeah, he was. He was a monk. He was a monk. Yeah, yeah he was totally. He a was monk. totally a monk. Oh, my bad. yeah. I mean, like he was like chilling <laughs> with the Catholics and then like ditched. He was ah. a monk. Peace out. But we uh, took care of their kids. They have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. And to be honest, I have no idea why they chose us. Like literally. It was probably like one of their worst ideas. So we set some goals for the weekend. And uh, so I feel kind of good because we were goal setting kind of, uh, uh, you know, pseudo parents. But uh, our goals were like pretty like crappy. It was basically like just make sure they don't go to the hospital. And that was about (laughs) it. I mean, that was actually I said goals. We had one goal and we accomplished it. Uh, you know, they did not go to the hospital. So I guess my, my question is with you guys, and I know Tara has some input here, but like, do, you know, does spending time with kids like we did over the weekend, does that like make you want to have kids? Well, let's start with you. You're telling us, do you want kids now, Graham? Yeah, that's a good do, point. Do, do you want them like now? Um, honestly, like I kind of want kids. I mean, I don't like Tara and I have talked like the, we've spent time with kids kind of, um, this was the most time I've ever spent consecutively with like young children. Whoever has been listening since episode one of the Huddlecast, I think they've witnessed the most sanctification from mm. me and Graham. Because I don't remember what really? episode it was, but we talked about how much we do not want to hang out with kids. Oh, how you're well, like, annoyed of them. Remember that? Oh, yeah. maybe. It's like episode two or three. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. Like, so I didn't I, get the same take. There away. were tough times. Like, So one time I kind of had to wipe little three-year-old's bottom. He was sitting on the toilet and like decided that he forgot how to wipe his butt. And I was like, I was like, and I was watching like college football. I was watching college game day on Saturday morning. And I, and he was like, Graham Cracker, I need help a wipe. And I was like, dude, like, no man, like you wipe your butt. Like we'll be out here. You can spend as long as you want on the toilet. I really don't care. Like I'm watching college game day and, and honestly, I kind of wish I was like exaggerating there, but I did say that. I was like, look, I'm not going to And so like I went over and so I, I handed him, uh, I wasn't even planning on telling this story. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we go over there. I feel kind of uncomfortable right now, but we went over there and uh, like I gave him like a wet wipe. Apparently he's into that, not the dry stuff. Like I gave him the dry stuff first and he's oh like, no, I need, a, I need a wet wipe. He's like I'm a like, French baby. He's like, I need a boudet or whatever. I know. I was like, is. what are you like yeah. high class or whatever? Like, do you need like, 
you know, like what the heck? Like you need uh, anyway. So so I, I I finally I give him a wet wipe, and uh, and so he goes to like wipe, and then he like he decides to look at it and he drags it all up at this, the side of his cheek or his, no! his butt cheek. And so I'm like, no. okay, so I'm trying to like help you out here. I give you a wet wipe and he smears poop all over his butt. I'm like, you had one job, one job. <laughs> and then during the nights, like the little one year old, we had like a baby monitor. He would like grunt throughout the night and they would make it sound like he was like, you know, having problems. And, um, it was just what, what the grandma called squawking. Almost like a squawker. whimpering. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't even think he was awake. I think he was just yeah, really? kind of. But that was like throughout the night. But then, like yeah. in the morning, early morning, he would cry. He like, would definitely bah, 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 bah. cry. Yeah, the point where you need to go give him his bottle and wake him up, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he'd do that. So we weren't sleeping very well, and then these kids were like not being able to wipe themselves, and they would like we. Then at one point, we had some friends over, gave them some s'mores, and like literally the five-year-old just started like running around the house in circles. Like it was epic. I was like, you know what? I should have you know ate a s'more when I was in sports. Like it, she was just in- incredible. Just. <laughs> Uh, and then at one point, like the little three-year-old just like decided to get a plastic baseball bat and start hitting everything, like and like throwing stuff. I was just like, "Why?" Wait, so Graham, <laughs> your answer was that you want to have well, kids? Well, so this I was is the weird say, thing. This like story is making me think you don't want to have kids, but then I, I kind of like the abuse. No, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I for some reason I look back when I think back on the the you know the the weekend. I'm thinking about when I put the the three-year-old to bed and I got to read him a story and it was really sweet and he was kind of cuddly and finally calmed down and he was like asking me questions and I was like wow I kind of feel like a dad this is awesome and then when we gave the one-year-old and the the three-year-old a bath and they're like playing around in the bathtub and like pouring water on each other and I was like man I feel like a dad this is awesome <laughs> and then like when the little one-year-old would wake up or or, or we'd put the little one-year-old to bed and like in the crib and it would you know it, it just he's like waiting for me to come get him and I pick him up and he's like so excited and I give him his bottle and I'm like you know what this is like the most incredible thing ever so I don't know. It's weird. I look back on it and I'm like, you know what? This was like one of this was a pretty special weekend. Now I was sleep deprived, and these kids like did get on my nerves because they were, you know, would get jacked up on caffeine and go crazy. Um, but when I look back, I'm like, guys, I want to be a dad. Hey, you should probably clarify to our listeners. You meant sugar, not caffeine, right? Yeah, we didn't give him any caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. They didn't out, want a Coke. I didn't do that. No, we didn't give him caffeine. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess it was just sugar high. Just sugar. We'll go sugar high. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. So, obviously, Grandma and I have the same stories, but kind of different outcomes. I mean, I think my outcome from the weekend was that I definitely, one, appreciate parents a lot more. I yeah. completely understand what they go through every day. I have sympathy for Paige, Jason's wife. I just, yeah. you know... I can't imagine what kind of, I mean, now I can imagine what kind of shoes she's in. And two, I just kind of have a more affection for kids now. I just think they're cuter. They're more fun. They are like tiny little adults. One night I was putting the five-year-old to bed. (laughs) But I mean, okay, so this is my point. This is why I'm saying that. I was putting the five-year-old to bed and I was reading her the first chapter of Jesus Storybook Bible. She really wanted the Adam and Eve story. And then she, we got to the snake as Satan and she started asking me questions about where Satan lives, how he talks to us, what his friends look like, like demons, you know? I mean, the fact that she was asking me really big questions that I really, I was trying to answer them the best I could. 
And I, I basically told her before she went to bed, I said, hey, girl, you need to remember these questions and then ask your dad when he gets back. <laughs> because I had no idea. But she was, she really wanted to know. She was genuinely concerned. And it was so sweet. And yeah. she felt like she could ask me those questions. And so, yeah, I guess I just, I have a more affection for them. But at the same time, with all those stories Graham was saying, it makes me appreciate the time and mm. life phase that Graham and I are in right now. Yeah. Um, to just learn to love each other better and sure. become more mature before we do really have to raise and some kids. Anyway, what about y'all? I mean, I don't want to take this too long, but like, you—I mean, you guys help out at Little Village. I mean, you guys are big time. Like, you guys I'll spend you, more time with children than us. To the question of whether spending more time with kids makes me want kids more—it depends on the day, I would say. Uh, but. The uh, reoccurring thing that theme that has remained consistent through all of this is that I do look forward to the time when, God willing, Alexa and I are blessed with children, and I I think about it, and I I pray about it, and I I do I genuinely look forward to that time because it will be, um, unlike any other experience that this life has to offer. And I, I, I genuinely look forward to it. I don't say I can't wait for it, um, but I do. I look forward to it on a, on a very regular yeah. basis. I do. Yeah. You guys, I want to know if you've ever had this type of experience before. It was really weird for me. So this experience is called an out-of-body experience. I looked it up because it was so strange, and I told somebody else about it, and they were like what? Who are you? What kind of person has that type of experience? So let me explain to you an example of what it could be. I was on stage. I was in the middle of leading worship. And I looked at this girl who is a member of our church. And she really doesn't look anything like me. But I, at the moment, I look over at her. And I swear I was looking at myself. I look at her and I'm. I was thinking that I looked like her, she was doing something I would do, and so I was imagining myself being where she was right there. It was so strange, and I ended up telling the worship pastor afterwards, and he was like, I've never had that type of experience before, I don't know what you're talking about. So, I want to know if I'm really weird, and nobody else has ever had that experience before, or have you, and please explain. I got it. I was roller skating. And, and this was while Graham and I were living in Shanghai. I, I, I had these roller skates and I was skating around a, an area of town and I just lost my balance. And I just remember like going completely weightless and then just like, like my face just smacked the pavement like as hard. Like, we're not telling embarrassing stories, McLean. No. We're not talking about when it. you died, when your oh soul God. left your body. We're talking Wait about like it. a... Wait for it, wait for it. So I, I my face just like smacks the pavement and I'm just first of all. I was all, wondering what happened to your face. I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> That's what that is. Oh I, I got up and I you know, I looked around to make sure nobody was, you know, watching me and I began to skate back to uh to the driver uh jackie not oh. jackie chan but jackie <laughs> his brother well i mean they're named the same thing maybe his cousin his cousin i don't know like losing it 
You know, some people say that they listen to this podcast when they run, and I just wonder, like, why or how. <laughs> you know, it's faster. like uh, run like, faster. It's like, do, do we do we make you so go, angry go, that go, we like go. encourage this kind of behavior of running fast with, or moving fast with your legs? Like, first off, why? Like, why do you run? But continue on in running. But McLean too, continue on. <laughs> As I'm headed back to the car. It feels like I'm watching myself <laughs> skate back, like, like above, like an aerial, vertical view of myself going back. And it was probably because I just whacked the crap out of my face, like on the ground. And I ended up long, like, uh, that's my out of body experience. But it's a I, concussion, is what it was. It, yeah. Actually, wow! I can't believe we didn't even think about that. It could have been. It yeah, was no. I don't. Th- I probably would have died if I, because I went to sleep that night and I'm still here. So, what's another way to say? And that's a wrap. And that is a chalupa. <laughs> Whatever episode 11. this is, thanks for listening in. We really appreciate you guys. You guys are doing so well. Keep listening and find us on Instagram at HuddleMac, HuddleAlexa, HuddleGram, and CuddleTara. One of the best ways for people to find us is one, reviews, and two, to tell your friends. So word of mouth is really huge. So if you have loved this podcast and are really enjoying it, then tell someone about it and shoot them the link so that they can go listen to it. But also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review, an honest five-star review. Thanks from everyone from the HuddleCast. We love you. And until next time, keep on huddling. <laughs>